0: Hello everyone, and Namaskar. Today's discourse is titled Tantra and Sadhana, and it's the seventh discourse in the compilation titled, Who is the Real Guru? The Practical Cult of Spirituality. To remain satisfied with a little is contrary to human nature. That is why, since the dawn of creation, human beings have been worshipping the supreme entity. People long for supreme knowledge, for indirect and direct spiritual realization. This fundamental human yearning for supreme expansion led people to discover the practical cult of spirituality. Moreover, it created in the human mind the sense of inquisitiveness, the spirit of dedication, and the thirst for knowledge. It is because of these noble qualities that human beings have become what they are today. The divine revelations experienced by the sages of the ancient Vedic age through their meditative vision, have been compiled in the Vedas. Thus the Vedas have to some extent quenched the human thirst for intellectual knowledge, but they have not quenched the thirst for supreme knowledge, the fundamental thirst of human life. That thirst can only be quenched through the illuminating realizations of sadhana, spiritual practice. There is no reliable evidence to suggest that in the Vedic period, Spiritual knowledge was handed down from preceptor to disciple, as far as we know from the history of spiritual sadhana. Lord Shiva was the first to propound it, and he gave this spiritual code the name Tantra. Tantra is a secret behind spiritual progress. The scripture or definition of Tantra is Tang jadiat Tarayat Yastu Sa Tantra Akirtita. Tantra is that which liberates a person from the bondages of staticity. Tang is the acoustic root of staticity. Tantra has another meaning as well. The Sanskrit root verb tan means to expand. So the practical process that leads to one's expansion and consequent emancipation is called tantra. The sadhana and tantra are inseparable. Strictly speaking, theoretical knowledge cannot be called tantra. Tantra is a practical science. Hence, in tantra, the importance of book knowledge is secondary. The practical process of Tantra begins with the physical and progresses to the psycho-psychic, then to the psycho-spiritual, then ultimately results in the supreme spiritual stance ensconcement in the Atma, Self. This scientific process sets it apart from many other schools. As the practical aspect is the most important factor in Tantra, the greatest emphasis is placed on the preceptor-disciple relationship. The disciple must do intense spiritual practice to be worthy of the preceptor's instructions at every stage of development, and it was for this reason that Sadashiva never wanted the tantric teachings to be written down. However, in course of time, due to a lack of competent preceptors and disciples, tantra was about to be lost to society. It therefore became an imperative necessity to put the teachings in book form to save them from total extinction. There are, presently, 64 tantric texts. Tantra is broadly composed of two parts, nigama and agama. The former is mainly theoretical, the latter practical. As the Vedic scriptures are not based on practical instructions, some people are inclined to categorize them as nigama. According to the Rudra Yamala Tantra, Agatang, Shiva, Vaktre vyo, katancha, kiriya, shritao, matancha, tasma dagama, uchate. The science which comes from the mouth of Lord Shiva, goes to the ears of Parvati, and is approved by Lord Krishna, is called Agama. No serious or sincere tantric can agree with this sloka. Why should the science which was propounded by Lord Shiva need to be approved by Lord Krishna? The Rudra Yam- Yamala Tantra was formulated much later than Lord Shiva. This shloka was cleverly included in the Rudra Yamala Tantra by the protagonist of the Vedas, guru and disciple. Churasya, Dara, Nishita, Taya. Literally, the edge of a razor is very sharp and difficult to walk on. This path to walk upon is like a path strewn with sharp razors. The disciple has to tread the path with extreme caution. The disciple needs the help of the guru-preceptor at every step. Without this supervision, any defect in the process of sadhana as imparted by the guru or the least negligence on the part of the disciple in following the instructions inevitably leads to the disciple's downfall. For success on the path of tantra, the proper preceptor, and the proper disciple are both essential. So the first step in Tantra is the selection of a competent preceptor and a worthy disciple. The situation can be explained through the following analogy with agriculture. The disciple's heart is a field. Sadhana is the plowing and irrigation of the field. And the preceptor's initiation is the sowing of seeds. If the seeds are defective, they will not sprout. If the field is infertile, the harvest will be poor. And even if the seed and the field are ideal, yet the field is not properly plowed or irrigated, the harvest will be poor. According to Tantra, disciples are of three categories. The first category are likened to pitchers placed inversely in a tub of water. Such pitchers contain water as long as they are kept in the tub, but as soon as they are taken out, all the water pours out. These disciples acquire spiritual knowledge when they are in close contact with the preceptor. But as soon as they are apart from the preceptor, they forget all his teachings. The second category of disciples are like people who carefully climb a plum tree and pick plums from its thorny branches. Unfortunately, they become so absorbed in climbing down the tree that they completely forget about their carefully collected plums, which fall out of their bags and break open on the ground. Such disciples learn... Many things from the preceptor with great hardship, but do not take proper care to preserve those instructions. They lose their hard earned knowledge out of negligence. The best category of disciples are like pitchers positioned right side up. When such pitchers are put in a tub of water, there is water both inside them and all around them. And even when they are removed from the tub, they remain full to the brim with water. These disciples carefully preserve in the jewel caskets of their hearts. Whatever they learn from their preceptor. According to Tantra, there are also three types of preceptor the inferior, the mediocre, and the superior. Inferior preceptors are those who deliver high sounding speeches but do not bother about whether the disciples follow their teachings or not. Mediocre preceptors impart knowledge to their disciples, no doubt, and also check on whether the disciples are following their teachings. But they are not too demanding. Superior preceptors, however, take meticulous care to ensure that their disciples follow their teachings. If they discover that their disciples are negligent in any way, they compel them to practice more painstakingly by applying circumstantial pressure. In the Vedic system, there is no such strong preceptor disciple relationship, for Vedic knowledge is completely theoretical. In Tantra, emphasis is placed not only on the selection of competent masters and worthy disciples, but also on the need for disciples to make a total surrender to the preceptor in the early stages of the Tantric path. The qualities of the best preceptors have been outlined in the Tantra Sara. Shanto Danto, Kuli Nasha, Vinita, Shuddha Veshavan, shudha Chari Supratishtita, Shuddhirdhaka, Subhu Ashrami, Dhyana Nishtascha, Tantra Mantra, Visharada, Nigraha, Nugrahe, Shaktu Guru Ritya, Vidhyayate. Composed, self-controlled, adept in raising the Kundalini, modest, soberly dressed, exemplary in conduct, having an honest means of livelihood, pure in thought, well-versed in the spiritual cult, highly intelligent, a householder, Established in meditation, well-versed in tantra and mantra, able to both punish and to reward the disciple, only such a person deserves to be called a guru. All sorts of actions, be they Nibriti Mulaka, spiritual actions, or prabriti Mulaka, worldly actions, are performed by the human mind. Shravana, hearing, Manana, contemplating, and Nidhyasana, focusing the mind on one object, are among the actions performed by the mind. One who has controlled all actions and perfected the last three is called Shanta, or one who has acquired full composure of mind. The Indriyas are multilateral in their activities. They too play a very significant role in the process of Shravana, Manana, and Nidhi, Dhyasana. One who has controlled all the Indriyas and perfected the actions of the Indriyas in Shravana, Manana, and Nididhyasana, is called Danta, or one who has acquired full control over the Indriyas. Akaola Sadaka, one who practices the science of raising the Kula Kundalini, that is, one who is adept in charana the process of moving upwards, the Kundalini Shakti, is called Kulina. Only such a person can be a Kula Guru, preceptor of Kaola Sadhana. A preceptor must be, furthermore, be Vinita, modest, Shuddha Veshavana, soberly dressed, Shuddha Chari, exemplary in conduct, Supra Tirstita, having honest means of livelihood, and Shuchi, pure in thought. In the spiritual sphere, this person must be daka well-versed in the practical and theoretical aspects of the spiritual cult. One who has only acquired theoretical knowledge is called Vidwana, scholarly. A preceptor must be more than Vidwana. A preceptor must be Dhaka. And preceptors must be more than intelligent. They must be Subuddhimana, super-intelligent. They must also be Ashrami, married. For according to Tantric injunction, only a married person can be the guru of married people. It is not enough that preceptors impart lessons on Dhyana to their disciples. They must be Dhyan fully established in Dhyana. They should also be Visharada, well-versed, i.e. both Dhaka and Vidwana, in Tantra and Mantra. Mantra is defined Mananat Tarayat Yastusa Mantra Parakirtita, that which, when contemplated, leads to freedom from all sorts of bondages is called a mantra. The preceptor must know which mantras are appropriate for which people and which mantras are Siddha mantras. The preceptor must also be Nigraha, capable of inflicting punishment, and Anugraha, capable of bestowing grace. One who punishes only or who bestows grace only. Is not an ideal preceptor. Like the preceptor, a disciple should possess certain qualities which are as follow: Shanto Vinito, Shudatma, Shradavana, Dharana Shama, samartasha, Kulinashka, Pragyana, Sakarito, Yati, Eva Madi, Kunaryukta, shishyo, Bhavati, Nanyata, Tantra A disciple must always be Samarta ready to carry out the instructions and commands of the Master. He or she must be pragya and yati, that is, must have the requisite knowledge and experience, and must have full control over the mind. One who is of noble soul, of noble conduct, and of tranquil mind, who is modest and reverent, and possesses a sharp memory and perseverance, who has all-round competence and is zealous in the practice of raising the kula kundalini, And who is well-informed and self-restrained is an ideal disciple. One who does not possess these qualities should not be accepted as a disciple. Whenever a worthy disciple is taught by a competent preceptor, spiritual progress is a certainty. Stages The practice of Tantra can be divided into several stages. Everyone has his or her own individual samskaras, and there is no denying that at the initial stage Human beings are normally animals and have hence been called rational animals. A human being who lacks vivek discrimination is actually worse than an animal. Animals are underdeveloped creatures and thus certain behavior on their part may be condoned. But human beings are developed, so improper conduct by them cannot be condoned. The initial stage of sadhana is meant for people of animal nature and is thus called pushbachara, Or Pashubhau. Pashu equals animal. When sadhakas advance in the process of sadhana, guided by the instructions of the preceptor, they develop an ideation proper for human beings. At this stage, they are called vira, heroic. Just as animals are controlled through external pressure, in the stage of Pashvachara sadhana, disciples must be controlled by the external application of pressure of circumstances. This will help establish them in viravawa. But those who are more developed than animals do not depend on external pressure for spiritual progress. Their progress is determined by both external pressure and internal urge. Sarvecha, Pashava, Shanti Talabal, Butale, Nara, Teshang, Gyana, Prakashaya, Virabhava, Prakashita, Virabhavam, Sada, Prapya, Kramena, Devata, Bhavet, Rudrayamala, Tantra Under ordinary circumstances, all are animal-like in the initial stage. When spiritual thirst awakens in animal-like people, they become Vira. When they are fully established in Vira Bhava, they become Devatas, gods. The science of Tantra is based on this truth. Hence, there is no contradiction between Tantra and science people are found at all different stages according to their ideation animal like heroic or godlike as they ascend on the scale of evolution a competent preceptor imparts lessons to his disciples after considering the degree of their spiritual and psychic elevation Vedikang, vaishnavang shivang dakinang pashuang smritam siddante vame cha vire divyangtu tu Mushate la sara tantra Vedikara, Vaishanavakara, Seivakara and Kara are the different stages of Pashubhava. Vamachara and Sidanchara and Kulachara belongs to Divya-bhava. The first stage of Pashvashara-sadhana is Vaidikara. It has no deep principles, but is merely a set of ritualistic and showy observances and practices. So in the eye of a tantric practitioner, Vaidikara is the lowest grade of sadhana. It is also the lowest because it does not inspire the practitioner to transcend discrimination and differentiation. In the subtler stages of tantra, the artificial distinctions of caste, color and social status are not recognized. In this stage, all aspirants merely identify themselves as Vareva or Varevi. In the Agyana Bodhini Tantra, it has been said, Barna shrama vi manena shruti dasye bhave nara, Barna shrama hi bhartate shruti murdani. Elsewhere in Tantra, it has been said, Ye kurvanti nara murda divya chakra. Rama Data Kula Vedang Varna Vedang Te Kachantya Damang Katim. Even those who practice Tantra Sadhana and meditate in the Vairavi Chakra will, if they retain belief in caste differences, degrade themselves to a crude state. Those who accept differences of lineage and caste degrade themselves and are ultimately converted into foxes, dogs, pigs, worms or even trees and stones. No one can prevent their degradation. The practice of tantra is the practice of self-expansion, not self-contraction. Those who are blindly guided by the teachings of the Vedas and believe in the artificial distinctions of caste and class, etc., or beat drums proclaiming the Aryan supremacy, follow the path of self-contraction. Their sadhana is the sadhana of ignorance and annihilation. The crude and the subtle Pancha Makaro Many people criticize Tantra for its Pancha Makaro. In their case, it can aptly be said that a little learning is a dangerous thing. They neither know nor understand nor try to understand the underlying significance of the five M's. Tantra can be roughly divided into two branches, one crude and the other subtle. The subtle aspect of Tantra is called Yoga Marga, Path of Yoga. Sadashiva was the propounder of both branches of Tantra, hence there cannot be any contradiction between them. Under ordinary circumstances, the human mind is dominated by animal propensities. Of course, these baser propensities are not equally strong for all people. Those who have intense animal desires rush towards objects of physical enjoyment. Such people cannot just suddenly give up their objects of enjoyment in favor of spiritual sadhana. Those whose desire for physical enjoyment is less intense can easily abstain from physical objects. But what are the first mentioned people to do? If such people try forcibly to turn their minds away from their objects of enjoyment, they will face disastrous consequences. Psychologists are well aware of the dangers of attempting to suppress or repress one's desires. One may be able to maintain saintliness for a certain time, but the raging storm cannot be contained forever. It is not unusual for those who remain virtuous early in life to fall prey to immoral desires later in life. The dark shadow of immorality fell across the lives of many sannyasis and sannyasinis or bhikkhus and bikunis, monks and nuns. In the past for this very reason, that they had tried to suppress their desires by force. Some people pretend to be virtuous, but indulge in immoral deeds secretly. If their numbers increase in society, it is an unhealthy sign. The practice of the five M's was formulated for those people who harbored secret desires for crude physical enjoyment. But for those guided by subtle propensities, the subtle panchamakara or yoga marga was prescribed. The main idea behind the practice of the crude panchamakara is to carry out sadhana while in the midst of crude enjoyments. While carrying out this practice, they will limit the degree of their indulgence. By limiting the use of objects of enjoyment, they will gradually increase their psychic power and will ultimately rise above the allurement of enjoyment. For example, a wine addict will drink a controlled measure of wine as part of sadhana. A fish-eater will follow certain restrictions. He or she will limit the quantity of fish eaten and will not eat female fish in their spawning period. In this way, people can gradually establish the superiority of their minds over objects of enjoyment. The practice of this Bravritti Mulaka, extroversial, panchamakara, will gradually take them to the Nibriti path. Madhya Sadhana but many people are under the impression that the five M's means only the crude five M's. This is incorrect. Let us take the first element of the five M's. The deeper spirit of Madhya Sadhana is Somadara, Charit, yatu Brahma Randrat, Baranane, Pitonanda, Mayastwang, Saeva, Madhya sadaka. One who experiences the intoxicating joy from drinking the Sudha, or Somadhara, secreted from the brahmarandra, pineal gland, is called the Sadaka. In this connection, one should remember that every gland secretes suda, secretes some hormone. The hormone secretion of the brahmarandra, the supreme gland of the human body, is partly controlled by the moon, and the moon is also called soma. Hence, that nectar is called somarasa, or somadhara. This somadara invigorates the lower glands of the human body and intoxicates a spiritual aspirant with joy. Ordinary people cannot experience this divine joy because crude thoughts result in somarasa being burnt up in the mental sphere, in the pituitary gland and vicinity. But a sadhaka feels a great intoxication at the time this amrita is being secreted. When those who are not sadhakas observe this condition, They mistake it for something else. Ram Prasad the Great Mystic said Surapan Karine Ami Suda Kash Jaya Kali Bole Man Matale Matal Kare Mad Matale Matal Bale I don't drink wine. I take Suda Rasa, saying Victor to Kali, my mind is intoxicated with bliss causing hormones, makes me drunk, but those who are intoxicated with drink call me a drunkard. There is yet another subtle interpretation of the term madhya, according to tantric yogis. yaduktang, Parama Brahma, Nirvi Karang, Niranjanam, Tarsmin, Bramadana, Jyanam, Parakirtitang. Intense love for Nirvikara, Niranjana, Brahma Brahma leads to the annihilation of thought, intellect, and ego, and appears as an intoxication which may be termed a madhya sadhana. Mamsa sadhana Similarly, to a tantric, mamsa does not mean meat. ma, shivada, drasana, gineya, tadang, san, rasana priya, yastat, yen nityam, saeva, mangsa, sadaka. ma means tongue, and it's through the tongue that the words are uttered. One who eats or controls those words is a mansa Ma means tongue. Mamsa means speech. Mamsa bakhana means control over speech. Yet there is another interpretation of the word Mamsa. Evang Mamsa no Tihi karma Tan Mangsa Parakirtitang Na Cha Kayaprati Vantu Yogi Bimashi Muchate. That is to say, one who surrenders all one's actions, good, bad, righteous, sinful, wicked, even the attainment of prolonged penance, to me is called mamsa. Meat is in no way considered by yogis to be a useful item of food. Matsya sadhana Ganga, Yamuna, Yormadye, Matsyao, Davao, Charata, Sada, Tao, Matsyao, Bakayet, Sa. Awen uh, Matsya Sadaka, the Matsya Sadhana of a tantric yogi, can be interpreted in this way: One who eats the two fish that swim—one through the Ganges, representing the Ida Nadi, and the other through the Yamuna, the Pingala Nadi. That is, one who takes the breath flows of the left nostril and the right nostril to the Trikuti concentration point of the Agya Chakra and suspends them thereby purna kumbhaka, holding the inhalation, or shunya kumbhaka, holding the exhalation, is a matsya sadaka. In connection with matsya, Lord Shiva further said, matsa manang sarva bhute sukha dukkha midang devi iti yat sadvikang gyanang tan parakirtita When a person feels all the pains and pleasures of others, as one's own pains and pleasures. This sentient feeling is called Matsya Sadhana. Mudra Sadhana Crude mudra sadhana involves the use of a certain type of food. Sorrow mudra sadhana has nothing to do with food. mukti bhawen gesu bandhanam asatsang mudranam sa mudra parakirtita. Bad company leads to bondage. Good company leads to liberation. Having understood the supreme truth, one should avoid bad company. This shunning of bad company is called Mudra Sadhana. Maituna Sadhana Many people comment adversely on the fifth M. Through this process of sadhana, i.e. through crude Maituna Sadhana, people of cruder propensities can gradually develop self-restraint. This is the teaching of Tantra, and nobody should object to it. And regarding Saro, Maituna Sadhana, it has been said Kula Kundalini, Shakter Dehinang, Deha Dharini, Taya Shivasya, Samyoga, Maitunang, Parikirtitan. The lowest vertebra of the spinal cord is called Kula. In this part of the Muladhara chakra, basic plexus, is located the Kula Kundalini, or Devi Shakti, divine energy. The purpose of Maituna Sadhana is to raise the Kula Kundalini and unite it with. Paramashiva, the Nucleus Consciousness, Atta Sahasrara Chakra, corresponding to the pineal gland. The Lessons of Tantra The Lessons of Tantra are physical, psycho, spiritual, from the physical to the psychic, and from the psychic to the spiritual. Tantra says that one can attain spiritual elevation through physical and psychic purification. This is a very logical proposition. Hence, absolute purity in food and conduct is essential for a tantric sadhaka. Without attaining all-round purification, it is impossible for a sadhaka to experience real spiritual ideation. On the path of spirituality, bawa ideation is the main factor. Regarding the interpretation of the word bawa, the devotional scriptures observe shuddha Satwa, vise Sadwa, prema suryam shusa Rushi <inaudible> bhishita, Mashniya krida Bhāva, often translated psycho-spiritual idea or psycho-spiritual parallelism, means that type of special ideation which makes the entitative rhythm very pure and holy, which arouses the latent love for Purusha, and which makes the mind smooth-surfaced and soft-owing to the spiritual effulgence. But Tantra explains Bawa as follows Bhavo hi Manaso Dharma Manaseva Sada Vyaset Bawa is a mental tendency. The flow of bhava can be brought about through repetition. This repetition of ideation is called Japakriya, outer suggestion or auto suggestion. If human beings repeatedly ideate Amparamatma, their psychic waves gradually straighten because they come in contact with the perfectly straight spiritual ways of that entity. Japa is a practical way to realize Ishvara. In the Vedas, Ahang Brahma, Tato Masi, and many other mantras have been mentioned. But what does a person gain by knowing the theory behind these words without experiencing any practical realization from them? The Vedas do not state clearly how to ideate, nor how to realize the inner import of mantra. Nor even how to use mantras in practical life. Anu Vina Mudra, vritta, Brahmani, Modate, Prativi, Vitasha Kagra Phalas Vadano Modavat shruti. Without God realization, a person will try in vain to get spiritual bliss. Seeing the reflection in water of a sweet fruit hanging from the branch of a tree does not give one the taste of the fruit. The sight of the reflection in water of a sweet fruit hanging from the branch of a tree does not give one the taste of the fruit. Similarly, what is the value of book knowledge of Brahma if a person has no actual spiritual realization? In this regard, Tantra says, Ahang Brahmasmi Vigyanada Gyanā Vilayo Bhavayat Sumityeva Sangchintya Biharet Sarvada Devi Gandharva Tantra the realization ahang Brahmazmi, I am Brahma, is the only way to dispel the darkness of ignorance. But if this knowledge of Brahmasmi remains confined to mere words, it will not serve any practical purpose. To gain knowledge of Brahma, one's ideation, ideation on the Sohang mantra, will have to be continuous. Continuous ideation is not possible through mere parrot-like repetition of a mantra. This subtle science of psycho-spiritual practice is the discovery of Tantra. Chapakriya and Dhyana Kriya, auto or outer suggestion, and meditation with unbroken concentration are the subtle techniques prescribed by Mahakaolas. Tantrics also say that mere repetition of mantra will not serve any purpose unless there is a rhythmic parallelism between the incantative flow, the flow of the mantra, and the mental flow. The flow of the unit mind. To perform japakriya while harboring harmful thoughts is futile. One can only attain success in japakriya if all the psychic propensities are diverted towards the deeper spirit of mantra. This will simultaneously bring about stillness of the vayus energy flows in the body. Manu nyatra, shivo nyatra, shaktira nyatra, maruta, nasidyata, varanane, kalpakoti. Shatrapi, Kula Narva Tantra The mind runs in one direction towards its object of fascination. Its object of ideation lies in another direction. The vital energy moves in yet another direction, and the Vayus run in all directions uncontrollably. In the midst of such chaos, ideation of Parma is impossible, even in billions of Kalpas, ages. Indriyānam Manonata Manonatos Maruta the controller of the indriyas is the mind and the controllers of the mind are the vayus in spiritual practice the indriyas the mind and the vayus cannot be ignored they must be consolidated and directed towards paramapurusha in tantra the system of diksha initiation is highly scientific initiation has two important aspects dipani and mantra chatanya dipani means torchlight mantra chatanya means conceptual understanding of and psychic association with a mantra. Regarding the interpretation of Diksha, the sara Tantra says Dipa gyanam Yatu Dadiat Papu Chayam Tata Diksheti Prakta Sarvantan Trasya Samata. The process which produces the capacity to realize the inner import of mantra, and which expedites the requital of the Asamskaras or reactive momenta, is called diksha. You may have noticed that some people become extremely sad or extremely happy after being initiated. This is a good sign because it shows that the samskaras are being exhausted very quickly. But this sort of reaction does not occur merely by hearing the mantra or repeating it paralike. One must be initiated according to the prescribed system. Only then will the mantra be effective. This will be clear to those practicing Ananda Marga meditation. Anda Karagrihe Yadvana Chinchat Prativasate Mantra Nirahito Mantrashtayateva Parakirtita Sarasvata Tantra You must know that both Dipani and Mantra Chatanya must precede the repetition of mantra. One cannot see even the most valuable objects in a dark room. Similarly, a valuable mantra cannot be used properly without the help of Dipani. Mantra chatanya Unless the kula kundalini is raised upwards in the process of spiritual practice, repetition of mantra becomes meaningless. The system of raising the kula kundalini upwards is called purashcharana kriya. Mantra chatanya literally means to imbibe the proper spirit of a mantra. If a mantra is repeated with the understanding of the inner spirit, mantra chatanya will be an easier task. To repeat the mantra without understanding its spirit is a waste of time. In this connection, Sadashiva said in the Rudrayamala Tantra Chatanya Rahita Mantra protta Varnastu Kevala Falang Neva Praya Shanti Laka Koti Prajapati Mantras without their corresponding ideation are merely a couple of letters mechanically uttered. They will not bear any fruit, even if repeated a billion times. Dhyana Dipani and Mantra Chatanya are not necessary in the process of Dhyana. But they are necessary in japa kriya, auto or outer suggestion through repetition of mantra. Those who are unsuccessful in japa kriya find it very difficult to master the practice of dhyana. In the process of dhyana, mantra, dipani, and mantra chatanya, all three are associated with the tieya purusha, purusha is the object of ideation. So, from a subtle perspective, japa is a composite of a number of processes. But Dhyana Kriya is complete in itself, and this is the reason that beginners find it difficult to become established in Dhyana. For those who can establish themselves in Dhyana, however, Samadhi is a certainty. Vina Nyase, Vina Pujang, Vina Jappe, Pura Kriyam, Dhyana Yogad, Bhavet sidir Nanyata, Kalu, Parvati, Shri Krama Tantra. Said Shiva to Parvati through Dhyan. One can attain the highest spiritual success, even without nyasa, puja, japa, and purashcharana, other practices. You can take this for a fact. Only after one is established in the can one attain nirakalpa samadhi. If one is established in samadhi, liberation or salvation will come as a matter of course. Tantra, being a practical process, does not recognize any external practices or showy displays. And in particular does not recognize idol worship as the best process of sadhana. Even the Vedas, although they contain references to idols, do not approve of idol worship. And Tantra is much more liberal, much more psychological than the Vedas. According to Tantra, idol worship is also a process of sadhana, but the crudest process. Utama Brahma, Sarbhavo, Madhyama, Dhyana Darana, Yapastuti, Siada Dama puja, Dhamma dama, Ideation on Brahma is the best, Dhyana and Dharana are second best. Repetition, incantation and eulogistic prayer are the worst, and idol worship is the worst of the worst. Tantra declares that Chittistad, Shabda, Lakcharta, Shidekara, Sarupini, the supreme entity is fundamentally Chiti, consciousness. It is an unbroken flow of cognition. The Supreme Entity is a continuous flow of cognition, only attainable through the process of incantation. So how could Tantra consider the worship of idols, or matter, an ideal type of sadhana? In Tantra, there are three types of sadhana, prabriti sadhana, nibriti sadhana, and a combination of the two. The crude and horrifying practices of pishaka sadhana, pishaka meaning "gu are part of Prabhriti sadhana. The goal of Pishaka sadhana is to establish supremacy over material forces. Even though one acquires certain powers and thereby the possibility of some purely temporary happiness, after practicing this sadhana for some time, one's degradation is inevitable. For it is based on an external outlook. Pishaka sadhakas will suffer the inevitable fate of being reborn as animals. Or being converted into wood, earth, or stone. Tantra's Nibriti Marga is the highest type of practice. Through this process, a spiritual aspirant attains elevation step by step. Nirvana or Mahanirvana, Mukti or Moksha, can be attained through this process. The path which mixes prabriti and nibriti is called the path of Upavidya. Nibriti Marga or Vidya Tantra brings about the highest excellence. In the spiritual sphere, but the mixed path of prabriti and ibrīti brings neither degeneration or progress. Hence, it can be said that practitioners of upavidya simply waste their valuable time. Tantra's freedom from superstition and its psychological approach are clearly illustrated in the last few lines of the Mahanirvana Tantra: Balari Danavat Swarupa Panama. Dikalpanam Brahmanishta Brahmanishtaya Samukto Natro Sangshaya Mirchila Datu Dar Vadimurta Murta Vishvaro Buddha Stapasa Gyanang Vina Moksham Nayantite Manasa Kalpita Murti Nirnam Senmok Kadasani Swapna Labdena Rajena Rajano Manas Namuktir Na Muktir Tapana Domadu Pawas Shaterapi Brahmewa va Mukto, Dehabrit, Kana Toyang, Bratino, Moksha, Vagina, Panaga Mukta, Jale Chara. To realize the greatness of Tantra, one will have to carry on spiritual practice. A non practitioner can never penetrate into the mysteries of Tantra. Some people are under the wrong impression that as the practice of Tantra is based on an ardent love for ideology. There is no room for devotion, or if there is an element of devotion, it is a very minor one. But this is not correct. On the contrary, Tantra's love of ideology is dependent on paravakti, absolute devotion. Hence it has been said, Apichet sudara charo bhajate mama na yabak sopi papu vinir mukta muchate bhavo bandhanat. If even the most wicked persons worship me with a concentrated mind, I will liberate them from the three bondages, physical, psychic, and spiritual. And finally, regarding Parama Brahma, Tantra has said, Om Namaste Sarva Sarvaloka Shrayaya Namaste Chitte Vishwarupa Padmakaya Namo Dvata Tatvaya Mukti Pradaya Namo Brahmane Vihapini Nirgunaya Tade Kang Sharanyam Tadekang Varenyam Tadekang Jagat Karanang Vishwarupam Tadekang Jagat Kartri Patri Prahartrim Tadekang Parang Nishchalang Nirvikalam Nirvikalpam Brayanang Bayang, Vishanang Bishananang Gati Praninang Bhavanang Pava Nanam Mahache Padanang Niyantri Tadekang Pareshang Parang Raka kanam paresha prabo sarvarupa vinashi nanirdesha sarvendriya gamya satya achintya kara vyapa kavyak Tatwa, jagad basa kadisha paya da payat tadekang smara mas tadekang yapa mas tadekang jagat shakirupang Namama, tadekan, tadekang nida nang nira lamba, mishan, Bhavam sharanam Braja Brajama Maha Nirvana Tantra My salutations to the self-existent entity, the supreme shelter of all the created worlds. My salutations to the supreme cognition, the supreme one, the absolute one in the form of this express universe. My salutations to the supreme non-dualistic entity, the distributor of salvation, My salutations to Brahma, the all-pervasive and non-attributional entity. My salutations to the Supreme Entity, who is the ultimate refuge of all, the Supreme Adorable One, the primordial cause of the universe, the one who has deliberately assumed the form of the universe. My salutations to that which has been creating, protecting and dissolving this universe. My salutations to the supreme unmovable entity, the one without an alternative. My salutations to that which is the fear of all fears, who is the dread of all dreadful entities. The supreme terminus of all living beings, the purity of all purities, the supreme controller, controlling even the highest dignitaries of the universe. That supreme entity is the subject of all subjects, the supreme lord of everything all the objects or forms ultimately merge in Him. He cannot be shown to anybody. He is the supreme truth, inaccessible to the senses. He is beyond the capacity of thought. He is intransmutable. He is the most pervasive entity, yet at the same time, He is unmanifest. It is He who has given expression to the express universe, yet at the same time, He is above the fundamental factors of which the universe is made. Him only we remember. On him only we contemplate. My salutations to the supreme entity, the witnessing form of this express universe. We seek shelter in that supreme ship of the universe, who is the most dependable shelter, but who has no shelter of his own. May 25, 1960 DMC Shaharsa, India. Shubhasita Samraha, Part 8. Thank you.